Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Mike Rauber. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm delighted to be joined today by my teammate, Lucia Chachulovic, who has all the latest on market action over the past hours, David Kohl, macro research on European inflation being higher than expected. So let's get started. I hand over to you, Lucia, for the market's wrap. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Let's start with the US, where the benchmark 10-year Treasury yield and the two-year yield inverted yesterday, a move that has a strong historical track record as a recession indicator. When short-term Treasury yields trade above long-term yields, it could be a sign that investors expect an economic slowdown to lead to rate cuts. The decline in interest rates has boosted growth-oriented tech stocks yesterday, helping the Nasdaq to outperform. Yesterday's Wall Street session saw equities close up, but there was generally little conviction that global shares will be able to escape the clutches of a bear market anytime soon. Meanwhile, over in Asia, greater China stock indices led losses, as new rounds of COVID testing in Shanghai have increased fears of further lockdowns for China, which would have a ripple effect on other markets. The rest of Asia-Pacific was also mainly down in today's trading. And here in Europe, stocks are expected to open higher today as markets look to reverse a negative slide in the previous trading session. And speaking of Europe, the euro fell to its lowest level in two decades against the US dollar yesterday. The common currency has lost over 9% of its value against the US dollar since the start of the year. While the US dollar's strength continues, the euro continues to weaken as Europe seems to be much more affected by the Ukraine war than the US. Elsewhere, the pound trimmed losses sparked by turmoil in British politics. Boris Johnson's premiership is on the brink after the resignation of two of the most senior cabinet members, but Johnson is holding on to his position so far. And now in commodity-related news, the prevailing worries about recession spurred a plunge in oil to under 100 US dollar a barrel yesterday. But oil prices recovered, rising as much as nearly 3% in today's trading, before pairing some gains. Gold, meanwhile, slipped below the psychological level of 1,800 US dollar yesterday and is currently trading at around 1,765 US dollar. The twin effect of a stronger US dollar because of higher rates and higher rates themselves weigh on the outlook for gold. And in crypto, Bitcoin is hovering around the 20,000 US dollar level. So what can we expect for the day ahead? We will receive a bunch of data from the US today, including the FOMC minutes, US PMIs, ISM services and job openings. And in Europe, we have already received Germany's factory orders, which came in better than expected. And we will receive Eurozone's retail sales data later this morning. And with that, I wish you good luck for the day ahead and hand back to you, Mike. Thank you very much, Lucia. Now on to the topic of European inflation. David, given stubbornly high levels, what is your view on where inflation in Europe is heading and what does it mean for central banks? 
Yes, good morning, Mike. Uh, so, yes, indeed, we had like uh, inflation numbers and they have been actually, as uh, Lucia outlined, uh, all about the energy price dynamics, uh, which had been pretty strong in June. Uh, now it's probably getting better. But as a matter of fact, it was the June inflation numbers and the June inflation numbers were again up higher, in particularly the headline numbers. Uh, so the energy price component and also food price, expensive food prices uh, are driving here inflation right now. When it comes more to the cyclical components, so service prices, uh, but also uh, goods uh, excluding energy, these have actually rolled over. So these are early signs that the demand component is actually weakening in terms of pushing up prices. So this is uh, definitely an encouraging sign that uh, prices, that inflation will at some point slow down in the uh, second half of this year, uh, and particularly when oil prices continue actually. Uh, the decline we have uh, we have just seen and uh, when demand is slowing. So what to do with that, uh, with these dynamics uh, for the central banks? It remains extremely tricky and particularly for the uh, European Central Bank, how to react to these high inflation rates. Uh, we see that at the meeting in July, so this month's meeting, the political pressure remains extremely high on the ECB, on the European Central Bank, uh, to, uh, to, to do something against this, this high inflation rates. Uh, on the table is uh, rate normalization either by 25 basis points or even by 50 basis points uh, in the upcoming meeting in July. Uh, we think both is possible, even a bold uh, rate hike is possible, uh, despite uh, actually all the headwinds which are mounting uh, due to higher energy prices, which are starting to, uh, to, to weigh on uh, demand on the, uh, on, the, on the economy as well in, in, in Europe or in particular in Europe. Uh, so here, we think that the uh, central banks, uh, the European Central Bank in particular, uh, wants to also uh, set a sign here that they are uh, that they doing something against inflation. And don't forget, we are starting here from a from a negative interest rate level still in the European Central Bank. So it's minus zero point five percent, which is the the, the deposit rate uh, sitting there. And from this level. Uh, a normalization of interest rates is probably warranted despite uh, some weakness in the economic outlook and mostly motivated by these high inflation rates, which we have seen so far until June. That's all from my side. Back to you, Mike. Thank you very much, David. With that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us tomorrow. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives, or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts 
for further other important legal information.